today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. The Scott Thompson Home Show. Will Erskine back at the station keeping us on the air. Got to say hi to Rob and everybody out at Chuggies and Stony Creek and Barton and Millen Road area. Chuggies and Stony Creek. I'm in there. Uh, Rob enjoying the chat we're having about uh, small business and restaurants in particular and how they're coping uh, with uh, the president of Restaurants Canada on board just uh, a few minutes ago. And again, if you can, get out there and support your local restaurants. Order the takeout. Go in and have the limited dining that is there. Whatever you can, mask up, do your thing, help them out. All right, uh, a motion on Monday to help small business from the Conservatives uh, was introduced. Let's bring in Tim Uppel, Conservative MP for Edmonton Mill Woods, and is with us now. Tim, thanks for the time. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Hope you are as well. All right, we're uh, talking to lots of small businesses here and certainly have been today as well. Uh, what is going on and, and what's in the works for them? Well, listen, we really wanted to um, provide small businesses right across the country some kind of certainty as they go into the new year. Uh, new year. It's great that we hear there's some vaccines coming. There's a small batch coming uh, this month. There'll be more being rolled out throughout the rest of the year. Seems like by the end of the year, at least by the end of summer, most Canadians should have a vaccine. That's good. But until then, businesses still need some support to, you know, to be able to continue. Uh, the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses is saying that 46% of, of businesses are, are very concerned about uh, if they can even continue. Are they going to have to shut the doors and, and, and let all, all their employees go? So what we have proposed is just to take some pressure off. We wanted um, some clarity on some of the programs that the government has, has, has been offering, but also to delay um, Canada Pension Plan, uh, plan uh, payroll tax increase, which is coming uh, January 1st. So that's uh, you know another burden for, for businesses to delay that. Uh, and also postpone the increase of the carbon tax, which is also going to hurt businesses uh, further. And postpone the uh, alcohol accelerator tax, also planned early in, uh, in January 2021. So there's all these tax increases coming. So we wanted the government to delay that. Uh, I play devil's advocate here. Uh, so what about we're spending lots of money. We need these taxes in order to pay for all of this. What would you say to that, Tim? Those taxes coming in aren't going to set, set off that money. Um, and, and we need to do what we can right now to give these businesses right now some clarity. What you know, They know what, how much they're going to be paying. Uh, they, they should know how much they're going to be paying uh, going into next year. They need to know if they can hire more staff. Hopefully they can. Um, they need to know if they can hold on to that staff. And, and giving them that clarity, giving them that, letting them know that these tax increases will uh, be, be postponed. We, we can't give them, can't give them with one hand and then take it away from, with the other. That's just, that's not helping them at all. Uh, one more question. We don't have much time left here, uh, Tim, but uh, obviously the UK big announcement today, uh, them injecting the first vaccination uh, into which is going to be a mass vaccination. They're hoping by 4 million by the end of, of the month uh, here, uh, next, or rather within a month. Um, uh, your thoughts on, on where we are, and, and I, I found it uh, interesting. I was talking to a reporter in our, our Europe bureau chief, and they were saying that this vaccination that the UK got is manufactured in Belgium. So the UK is not manufacturing or producing this vaccination either. So the, that is the same situation as Canada. Not only do they appear to be ahead of Canada, but they're also first in line. Uh, anything to shed on that? It, it appears they were in the same boat we were. Well, uh, well, you're absolutely right. I mean, there are a number of countries that are, that are uh, well ahead of the line than us. Um, uh, this uh, several thousand uh, batch, first batch that we're getting of vaccines is 
you know, uh, after there was a, a, quite a bit of pressure applied to the to the Liberals, they were able to pull off some vaccines for coming this month. The majority of the vaccines that we're getting are going to be coming later next year, so well after other countries. And we really needed those vaccines in, in a timely fashion to get things back going again. Unfortunately, even, you know, as I was talking about our motion that we presented to help small businesses was defeated yesterday. So we're asking, you know, the government to help. And, and that was part of it for rapid testing, having the vaccines on time, and then to help businesses. But unfortunately, over and over again, the way they've managed this is that we're, we're being left behind. Canadians are being left behind. Tim Upple with us, uh, Conservative MP for Edmonton Mill Woods. Tim, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Be well. Thank you. Good to, good, to, good to be on. Thanks. All right. What can we do to help small businesses and artists in Hamilton during uh, this holiday time? Uh, I don't want to give too much of this away because my wife might be listening. Um, but I, uh, I made a uh, purchase uh, art in Hamilton. I'll leave it at that. And um, a couple of the artists have said that they've been doing quite well during the pandemic because they've been able to focus on what they're doing and then get it out of the door via curbside. So what can we do to help small businesses and artists, maybe restaurants as well, uh, during this pandemic, especially as we get up to the holiday season, which is when a lot of people uh, make the majority of, uh, of their income through the year. Let's bring in Judy Lamb, Manager, Commercial Districts and Small businesses for the city of Hamilton and with us now. Judy, thanks for the time. I hope you're well. I'm well. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, how is the be- or what is the best way to ex- access small businesses, uh, retail or artists or such? Because some who have found the niche and found a way to, you know, to create a link between them and their uh, customers ha- have managed to stay afloat. It- it- some have found some pretty creative ideas. What are your thoughts? Yes, I think you know, it's, it's uh, how quickly and how innovative our businesses have been able to pivot during this pandemic. And I think, you know, they're offering services and products to the customers, even in, you know, whether you, you mentioned it earlier, curbside pickup, uh, delivery. And, you know, what I think part of our residents also feel is that they can do this in a safe way even with the restrictions, and they want to support their local businesses. So I really um, applaud the residents that do want to help our local businesses. So there's lots of ways that they can do. Right now, for example, we have 13 business improvement areas, and downtown Hamilton, there's two-hour free parking in all the areas, so Mm -hmm. it makes it easier for someone to go ahead and uh, arrange for curbside pickup. And, and you know, right now, go no, ahead. sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was saying a lot of them have also pivoted online. So right now we have over 200 businesses that have added new e-commerce platforms on their site. So you can call and order for delivery or you can go ahead and pick it up yourself in a safe manner. And a lot of this just takes a, a little ingenuity, a little investigative uh, work, because once you start searching around for websites, you can find that a lot of these local businesses are doing stuff online. Right. And, you know, one thing that we um, assisted right in the beginning, you know, in March when everything uh, went into quick lockdown. And so uh, we assisted with uh, getting the hometownhub.ca website going. And there's hundreds of Hamilton businesses listed there, from retail to personal services to restaurants and more. And so 
if you want to find whether it's a restaurant, you know, that does takeout or delivery, uh, retail that offers curbside pickup, they they're all listed there. And you know, even you know, if if you're stumped in terms of what to get, you can even just buy the gift cards right there. And so it allowed businesses that didn't even have their own website to allow customers to go ahead and help them. And I think what you're finding this season is uh, people really appreciate the one-of-a-kind gift, you know, the the ones Mm. that you can't just get anywhere in the mall. And once again, that's a great idea with listing these businesses. Give us that website again where we can uh, use as a resource to find some of these. Sure, it's www.hometownhub.ca. Hometownhub.ca. And as you mentioned, the local BIAs are a great resource as well to tell you what's going on in the area. That's right. And if uh, you're not sure what they all 13 are, in our website, investinhamilton.ca, we actually have a link to every business improvement area, and it will give the map and it also gives their website as well. Advice for Hamiltonians out there that are kind of lost in all of this and in, in what to do, uh, especially when it comes to shopping local. What advice do you have for Hamiltonians? I would say, you know, think about um, supporting our local. Their, you know, they, their strength and their ability to, I guess, succeed in spite of this pandemic is really important to all of Hamilton. And I would suggest that we, we try to support them. And, for example, I'll give you some of the events that's going on. Like downtown Hamilton has mm-hmm. their virtual tree lighting last week. So there's a tree of hope. So, you know, even if you don't want to walk because you're, um, you know, you, you can drive by, look at the sites, look at the colors. Uh, International Village has contests where you can, until Christmas, spend $10 at any business in International Village and you can email your copy of your receipt and you're eligible to win a $1,000 prize pack. And there's other contests. And, you know, Barton Village has advent calendar, social media. So they're promoting all gift ideas from their local businesses at Barton Village BIA. There's Ottawa Street that's doing a 12 days of giveaway contest until December 12th. Stony Creek has safe Santa soldier selfies and outdoor light display. Dundas has a Dickens of a giveaway contest where they're giving away 50 $50 gift cards from their stores. And uh, Westdale has their own light display and mm. a lot of selfies where you can get a selfie. You know, you can email those pictures to your family and friends. So there's a lot of, I think, unique gift ideas. And as you said, support our restaurants, too, because uh, they always have um, pickup and delivery hometownhub.ca that's hometownhub.ca to get a uh, reference uh, point for uh, resources for many of the local uh, businesses in the Hamilton area Judy Lamb manager commercial district and small businesses for the city of Hamilton Judy thanks for the time be well thank you you too 230 news on the way you're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Let's bring in uh, James Rylett. He's the vice president of the Central Canada Division of Restaurants Canada. The province has added uh, another layer of COVID-19 protocol masks 
uh, now mandatory at drive through windows, uh, a change uh, which will apply right the way across the province. So now if you even go up to a drive through you got to be masked. Uh, the change states that, is, uh, that as uh, most drive through interactions occur within the two-meter zone, masks are required for workers and any occupants of the vehicle who will be within two meters of the drive through window. Uh, the changes uh, to the rules also apply to yellow, orange, and red zones, meaning uh, it currently applies province-wide uh, and is in effect as uh, as of immediately. That shouldn't change too much as far as operations and such. Let's bring in James Rylett. James, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. Thanks, Scott. Uh, yeah, I'm doing very well, thanks. So your thoughts on yet another uh, protocol restriction for uh, the restaurant industry, the hospitality industry, your thoughts on masking up before the drive through Well, this is something we've seen in other provinces, uh, particularly it started in New Brunswick. Um, I think in Ontario, most of the drive throughs have uh, plexiglass shields already, so it, 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 it shouldn't affect too much. Uh, and uh, the other thing, it's up to the driver to uh, to mask up. It's not up to the restaurant to ensure that they mask. I think what it, it's saying basically is we need to take every precaution. And if this is a precaution that's uh, been identified, then uh, then we're doing so much now. Let's uh, let's not uh, let's do uh, one step further. So this is uh, just a furthering, uh, a crossing of the T's, a dotting of the I's, in your view. I think so. I, 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 anybody who's gone through a drive-through lately, most of them do have the plexiglass, so most of them have already addressed this. Um, but for those that uh, either couldn't or didn't have the money to, uh, I guess it's just another precaution. Um, sometimes when when you're getting uh, service at the drive-through, it's natural you have to be closer just to reach out and get your right. stuff. So uh, it's for the protection of the people in the car more than anything. Well, you know what? You wonder if soon they're just going to, you know, like you get a ball retriever from your golf bag and they'll just be handing you your coffee right out through that on like a big stick or something. Can you, can you see well, we that have, happening, James? We have, we have seen uh, some pretty innovative. Uh, there was some places out east that were using hockey sticks to uh, to hand the stuff out. Yeah, it's uh, like distributing the Halloween candy. That's right, yeah. So, you know, it's it's good when you can kind of have some fun with it and make it a marketing uh, gimmick or, uh, you know, make take a little bit of the put a little levity into the uh seriousness of the uh of the um virus so uh you know if we can do the precautions and still have uh um still be human it's it's a good thing so i guess your view is as long as you can stay open and do it safely i mean what the heck you might as well do it yeah, you know what the the worst thing that could happen to us right now is to get another thing uh brought in that uh that makes us have less less revenue, less uh, um, opportunities to sell directly to our customers. So, yeah, if that's what it takes to to remain open, then let's do it. Should this be an issue for either operators or the customers? It sounds pretty simple. Yeah, you know, it, it is up to the uh, customer to make sure that they're masked up. So, uh, um, hopefully, they'll they'll realize that it's in their best interest. Uh, I know we we're faced right now with a lot of people who simply don't want to mask or don't think it's uh, that they have a right not to mask. That's unfortunate uh, part of the discussions we're having. So, hopefully, most people understand where it's coming from and that the uh, that the operators are simply following the rules that are set forth and they've uh, and that's what they're being asked to do 
Um, as this moves forward, uh, do you see any more sort of regulations or such? Or, or really, is it just keeping out of the certain zones to keep your place open? Do you see any anything that we've learned that, that, that could be future protocol changes down the road? Well, one problem we have is uh, we don't have a lot of data on uh, if there is spread, and we're not convinced. There, or we haven't seen any data that shows there is much spread in restaurants. But if there is, where is it coming from? And uh, let us address that. We're not seeing that right now. So I can't really say what might change in the future. But, you know, from everything I've seen, restaurants are doing um, their utmost to try and keep the distance uh, wherever possible. They're trying to sanitize everything that anyone touches um, they've done a great job, and uh, I can't see having to go much further. So what sort of feedback are you getting back from uh, owners of restaurants and such? Obviously, this protocol has been in place, uh, you know, and clearly there's an exception for uh, Toronto and Peel that are very much in a lockdown. So, you know, they're in a in a completely different scenario than the rest of Ontario. But what is the feedback you're getting from those who can operate? Well, it's uh, it's still something. Uh, desperation is probably the the most uh, common thing that we hear. Even those that uh, can be open uh, on restricted uh, um, openings, uh, those that are trying to serve, uh, they're, they're still not breaking even. I think we just uh, had a survey, and um, almost eighty percent, uh, even though even the ones that are open are still either just breaking even or not making any money. So, you know, that's the desperation right now is we've been in this for quite a while. Uh, debts are piling up and people are trying to decide, am I able to go on? So, so just to be clear to everybody, uh, Hamilton in the red zone, as is most of the greater Toronto, Hamilton area, with the exception of, of Toronto, the city and Peel, which are, are in lockdown. So uh, just give people a rundown. What is the situation in restaurants in a red zone? What can you do? What can't you do? Well, the the biggest difference between uh, uh, almost the only difference between a lockdown and red zone is that you can have ten people in your restaurant, and um, most people in, in the restaurant industry will tell you that ten really uh, doesn't help you uh, very much to to get much more profit. So uh, that's the biggest difference. Um, there's some stuff about dancing and and uh, and live performances, but most of that's been taken out of the equation long ago um so it's, it's mainly the uh 10 people inside uh, that is the difference um you know for small restaurants that that does allow them to stay open a little bit um but for most it's it's simply not uh they're not able to make a make a go up at even with 10 people with only 10 people in the restaurant how does this uh affect uh, restaurants and such as we head into the holiday into the christmas season because we know there's you know lots of work parties lots of gatherings uh this sort of situation so you know with 10 people uh in in a a scenario obviously it it doesn't allow for that how is how is the christmas season going to impact or the lack of the christmas season going to impact uh your clients this is the biggest thing we've been dreading. Uh, um, we, that's why most people were hoping that the Christmas season uh, we were, uh, would get out of this by then. Um, many restaurants, uh, almost all, I would say, uh, used the Christmas season, build up a little bit of capital to try and make it through the uh, traditionally low months of uh, January, February, and into March. So without that this year, they, they simply won't have that capital. 
Um, unfortunately, hopefully people, um, instead of having uh, Christmas parties, will give gift certificates for restaurants, uh, um, things like that, uh, to be able to support our industry. But it's really the big unknown. Uh, without that revenue, I, I, we don't know how, how long some people will last. Uh, we've heard many people say, you know, support local and, you know, if you can order takeout uh, from any of these establishments, do that. Is takeout keeping them afloat? Is, is, how is that figuring into the majority of these establishments? Well, what we're finding is if you had a, a decent amount of takeout business before the pandemic, uh, you were able to pivot. Uh, those that have tried to that didn't have a takeout business before and are, are trying to create it, haven't had as much success. And uh, um, some have either continued to lose money or they have simply decided not to open because it was just, it wasn't there. Um, we are finding some are able to uh, at least get some revenue in and the uh, alcohol delivery has provided some revenue to, to people. But as I said earlier, 80% that, that are open are still not making money. So, uh, it's, it's no, not a, uh, it's not a big thing right now, but at least it's something to keep you, keep the, uh, the banker away from the door. Plus, as well, with some establishments, their menu may be better suited for a takeout menu than not. I mean, some food just doesn't travel well. It's meant to come from the kitchen right to your plate and right to your table and be consumed, not necessarily put in a styrofoam box and and, and shipped to you. So this would favor some restaurants more than others who perhaps, uh, you know, the food's better served at a table. Yeah, that and you know, presentation has a lot to do with some restaurants, uh, um, how they how they serve and how uh, the the ambiance of the of the restaurant. Uh, presentation is not a not something you can do as much with uh, takeout containers. Um, you know, a lot of people have been looking for better takeout containers, but uh, you know that we're also running into the the problem with single use items and. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into it. So it's not as simple as, yeah, we'll just uh, scrape this off the plate and into the styrofoam container. There's a lot that goes in, a lot of thinking that goes into it and uh, trying to make customers uh, happy with the product that they receive. How is this going to change the restaurant industry moving forward, do you think? Is it a case of just waiting for a vaccination until it's all over and, and life can get back to what we all know and enjoy about going into a restaurant? Or are, are there some things that are going to stick here? Something, some things may be more efficient. Some things uh, just simply may be better. Uh, some obviously uh, simply because of need. Uh, so how do you see this business changing after COVID-19? Um, I'm not sure. I think you're right on there. It's uh, until we get a vaccine, until um, life returns to some normal, we we won't have an idea. I think uh, the number of, of people that are being forced out of this industry will force a change. Um, the one thing I think we will see in the future is is, is people having larger patios. I think uh, uh, people have seen that that's... Uh, Hmm. That's a more of a possibility, uh, um, and it's something that the the uh, municipalities have have started to see larger patios and realize they're not not the bad thing that the, that they had often you know before this it was often really hard to get a patio approved. You know, when you think um, about it, James, it's probably not the industry that is going to need to change so much. It's the regulations around it that need need to get up to speed with the industry. 
Yeah, it's true. And actually, if if anything good came out of this, and I doubt there has, but if there has anything out of this, it's um, governments have seen that uh, they could that a lot of the regulations they put in are are just historically there, and they they've been forced to say why did we have this in the first place, yeah. and a lot of those have gone gone by the wayside, and and uh, I'm I'm betting most of them will stay gone. Any idea at this point what the hit is going to be by the end of the year on the restaurant industry? I mean, by the end of the year, are are you going to be able to come out and say this is how many went under, this is how many stayed? Uh, any idea what that impact will be? Uh, I don't know. We figure about ten thousand restaurants across the country have closed already. Um, that's about ten thousand across the country. Yeah, so that's about twelve percent of the industry. Um, we uh, we just finished a survey. We just released it today, actually, and uh, half of uh, foods of uh, single use or single single establishments, so independent restaurants, uh, believe that they will probably be out of business by the end of the year. Or soon, or by the end of the pandemic. Sorry. Uh, so, you know, that's a, that's a lot of people thinking your two favorite restaurants and one of them might be gone. So, it's a big deal, and it'll we'll definitely see things change. Um, we we'll probably get some some better numbers after the holiday season's over, um, but uh, whatever number it ends up being, it's going to be an ugly number. Do you think they will come back? I mean, once this is over, and we do, and like we're seeing the optimism in the UK, uh, they hope to have uh, four million vaccinated by uh, the end of this month. When this does finally, uh, the vaccine vaccination does finally arrive, and, and we all get vaccinated, will would you think there'll be a mad rush to go to these places? Uh, do you think th- these these places may may open up again? Um. It may be different, but I, I definitely think the industry will will rebound. Uh, people are thinking it'll take uh, twelve to eighteen months to rebound, but you know people really want to go out. People really miss yeah. that. I think it's what we we saw that in the summer. Is as soon as uh, people restaurants started opening up, and even when when patios started opening up, people weren't afraid to go out. Obviously, there were some people who didn't want to, mm-hmm. but for the most part, uh, you know, it, it went right back to. Uh, they had as many people in the restaurant as they were allowed. So um, I think it'll be back. Uh, it'll t- probably look different. And what that is, I'm not sure. But uh, I think our industry will be back. It's pretty resilient. And we've uh, had tough times before. James Rylitz is with us, Vice President of the Central Canada Division of Restaurants Canada. Uh, new regulations at the drive through both uh, the customer and the person who's working behind the counter, meaning at the drive through window, must be masked. Uh, James, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Good luck. Be well. Thanks a lot, Scott. You have a great day. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.